0: Alright. Hello everyone. Hello. Fedora. Fedora on. Happy Halloween. It's backwards. Your fedora's on backwards. There we go. Oh.
1: Now it's on correctly. That's better Mr. Moraz. It's going for worse Sinatra, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um Alright, so this is episode what? Ooh, that's a good question. Um I, I actually say, don't know. I would say 11 or 12. Okay, we'll go with 11 so I would 12. say 10 to 12 is my guess. Okay, we'll do 10 to 12. Um, Possibly 13. And it's Halloween. Gonna, it's Halloween. And we're going to be doing a Halloween-themed episode. Um, you are? I am. What? Athenianos. Right, I'm Athenianos. And I'm Matthew Brown. Um, and we want to talk about the... Briefly mention the name change or right?
0: yes, it's uh, in progress, whereas in, in progress,
1: question. the the name change is in progress. We currently you've put forward a proposition, I of, put forward a proposition of um, from the soul but out of the ass, right? Or arse, as he would say. So, this is my contention, right?
0: Because right. I feel like because we're gonna have to pick one of those for the name, and I'm not gonna say ass, and you're not gonna say so, arse, so. no. We should probably land on something. But, other.
1: you know, people, you know where to leave comments. We've said it a million times. Um, voice comments. Voice as well. comments, yeah. Voice comments as well. So, you know, let us know what what uh, you think of the name. <laughs> um, and if, yeah, if you want to change it. All right, so I don't think we should wait too much. Oh, let's get into all it. All this time. Uh, we're going to be reading first the Edgar Allan Uh, Poe short story, Telltale Heart. And then we will be talking about fear. I have a conversation about fear. Very topical. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, we're just going to take turns reading um, the story. Again, if you're listening on Spotify, you should be able to find a video on YouTube. Uh, If you're listening to it on YouTube, you should be able to find just the audio on Spotify or Apple Music, whatever you get your podcast. Alright, so let's get into it. Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe It's true, yes, I've been ill, very ill, but why do you say that? I've lost control of my mind. Why do you say that I am mad? Can you not see that I have full control of my mind? Is it not clear that I am not mad? Indeed, the illness only made my mind, my feelings, my senses stronger, more powerful, my sense of hearing especially became more powerful. I could hear sounds I had never heard before. I heard sounds from heaven, and I heard sounds from hell. Listen! Listen, and I will tell you how it happened. You will see, you will hear how healthy my mind is. It is impossible to say how the idea first entered my head. There was no reason for what I did. I did not hate the old man. I even loved him. He had never hurt me. I did not want his money. I think it was his eye. His eye was like the eye of a vulture, the eye of one of those terrible birds that watch and wait while an animal dies, and then fall upon the dead body and pull it into pieces to eat it. When the old man looked at me with his vulture eye, a cold feeling went up and down my back. Even my blood became cold.
0: And so, I finally decided that I had to kill the old man and close that eye forever. So you think that I am mad? A madman cannot plan, but you should have seen me. During all of that week I was as friendly to the old man as I could be, and warm and loving. Every night, about twelve o'clock, I slowly opened his door, and when the door was open wide enough I put my hand in, and my head. In my hand I held a light covered with a cloth, so that no light showed, and I stood there, quietly. Then, carefully, I lifted the cloth, just a little, so that a single, thin, small light fell across that eye. For seven nights I did this, seven long nights, every night at midnight. Always the eye was closed, so it was impossible for me to do the work. For it was not the old man I felt I had to kill, it was the eye, his evil eye. And every morning I went to his room, and with a warm, friendly voice I asked him how he had slept. He could not guess that every night, just at twelve, I looked in at him as he slept. The eighth night I was more than usually careful as I opened the door. The hands of a clock moved more quickly than my hand did. Never before had I felt so strongly my own power. I was now sure of success. The old man was lying there, not dreaming that I was at his door. Suddenly he moved in his bed. You may think I became afraid, but no. The darkness in his room was thick and black. I knew he could not see the opening of the door. I continued to push the door, slowly, softly. I put in my head. I put in my hand with the covered light. Suddenly the old man sat up straight in bed and cried, Who's there? I stood quite still. For a whole hour I did not move. Nor did I hear him again lie down in his bed. He just sat there, listening. Then I heard a sound. A low cry of fear which escaped from the old man. Now I knew that he was sitting up in his bed, filled with fear. I knew that he knew I was there. He did not see me there. He could not hear me there. He felt me there. He knew that death was standing there.
1: Slowly, little by little, I lifted the cloth until a small, small light escaped him under it to fall upon, to fall upon that vulture eye. It was open, wide, wide open, and my anger increased as it looked straight at me. I could not see the old man's face, only that eye, that hard blue eye, and the blood in my body became like ice. Have I not told you that my hearing had become unusually strong? Now I could hear a quick, low, soft sound, like the sound of a clock heard through the wall. Through a wall, sorry. It was the beating of the old man's heart. I tried to stand quietly, but the sound grew louder. The old man's fear must have been great indeed. And the sound grew louder. My anger became greater and more painful. But it was more than anger. In the quiet night, in the dark silence of the bedroom, my anger became fear, for the heart was beating so loudly that I was sure someone must hear. The time has come. I rushed into the room, crying, Die! Die! The old man gave a loud cry of fear as I fell upon him, and held the bed covers tightly over his head. Still his heart was beating, but I smiled as I felt that success was near. For many minutes that heart continued to beat, but at last the beating stopped. The old man was dead. I took away the bed covers and held my ear over his heart. There was no sound. Yes! He was dead. Dead as a stone, his eye wouldn't trouble me no more. So I am mad, you say? You should have seen how careful I was to put the body where no one could find it. First, I cut off the head, then the arms and the legs. I was careful not to let a single drop of blood fall on the floor. I pulled up three boards that formed the floor, three of the boards that formed the floor, and put the pieces of the body there. Then I put the boards down again, Carefully, so so carefully that no human eye could see that they had moved. As I finished this work, I heard that someone was at the door. It was now four o'clock in the morning, but still dark. I had no fear. However, as I went down to open the door, three men were at the door. Three officers of the police. One of the neighbors had heard the old man's cry and had called the police. These three had come to ask questions and to search the house.
0: I asked the police to come in. The cry, I said, was my own, in a dream. The old man, I said, was away. He had gone to visit a friend in the country. I took them through the whole house, telling them to search it all, to search well. I led them finally into the old man's bedroom. As if playing a game with them, I asked them to sit down and talk for a while. My easy, quiet manner made the policemen believe my story. So they sat talking with me in a friendly way. But although I answered them in the same way, I soon wished that they would go. My head hurt, and there was a strange sound in my ears. I talked more, and faster. The sound became clearer, and still they sat and talked. Suddenly, I knew that the sound was not in my ears, it was not just inside my head. At that moment, I must have become quite white. I talked still faster and louder, and the sound too became louder. It was a quick, low, soft sound, like the sound of a clock heard through a wall. A sound I knew well. Louder it became, and louder. Why did the men not go? Louder, louder. I stood up and walked quickly around the room. I pushed my chair across the floor to make more noise, to cover that terrible sound. I talked even louder, and still the men sat and talked and smiled. Was it possible that they could not hear? No, they heard. I was certain of it. They knew. Now it was they who were playing a game with me. I was suffering more than I could bear from their smiles and from that sound. Louder, louder, louder. Suddenly I could bear it no longer. I pointed at the boards and cried, Yes, yes, I killed him. Pull up the boards and you shall see. I killed him. But why does his heart not stop beating? Why does it not stop?
1: Have some good reading. Thank you. Look away. Uh, um so I think we should clarify. Just I don't know. Maybe about Go this. Right, that the story is: this man who is tormented by this old man's eye kills him, derives a perfect plan to do it mm-hmm. to cover up the murder, and then he imagines the heart. Of the dead old man, beating so loud that it drives him crazy, and no. to the point where he has to admit the murder and give it up. Sure. Now, what do you think that? What do you think about that? Well, I'm a
0: little confused, um, because he starts off by saying how he's not unwell, how he's not ill, right? How like you think me mad. Right. And he's very confident in his like his ability to hear, you know, his cunning, his power he talks about. And then it seems to me like the the, the the man at the beginning of the story uh is talking from just before the police came. Right. 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 There's that there's that kind of gap between the murder and the police turning up because the neighbors overheard the cry and that seems to be the person telling the story. Right. And then we seem to rejoin him. Right at the end, when the police exactly came, because sure. he d- disintegrates. Right, like he's like that confidence that uh bravado, uh, but you know, is his, his certainty in what he's done. Right, right, just disappears, and like he's like hearing things that aren't there. It's the beating of the the heart of the man that he checked just a moment ago that wasn't beating, and it's reappeared. It's not in his. Although he says it's not in my mind, he thinks it's genuinely, it's the, genuinely beating the beating heart. Man, right? right, so it's like those are the. Those are the kind of like the. It's like well, that's why we think you're mad, mate. <laughs> right? But but like but like I said, I think think the guy at the beginning is the. It's just before the police turn up. That's when he's at his most confident, or just after the murder. But it doesn't make that explicit,
1: so I think. I it's can hear sounds I've never heard before. Seems like. He's he's starting to hear something mm. of, the. Well, either it's is he starting to hear something of the old man's heart and it, it magnifies towards the end, or he's bro- boasting about his his, senses and his clear thinking and only to have that dramatic disruption mm. at the end. Now, to me, it kind of seems like the latter, right? Is is the juxtaposition between at the beginning somebody who seems like they're totally... Or at least affirming that they're totally in touch with everything and insane and perfectly normal, and then you, you see him turn into somebody that's mad because of the the killing. Right. Well, I mean, and and
0: because the focus is not on the the old man, right? It's like the old man's eye. Right. So again, like these are these are other more things that's like, well, those aren't the conclusions that a normal person reach, right? And here's this man that I was fond of, I lived with apparently. Um he was kind to me, I was kind to him, yet it was his eye, right? Like his vulture evil eye. Right. He was like being tormented by it. And I don't know, maybe that's like uh the eye that saw him for who he truly was and tormented him. Maybe I don't I don't know. Yeah. I think I think Or sorry, do you think my original comment was wrong and this is still the man at the end of the story after he's been caught and confessed but he's still convinced
1: of his sanity even after he's oh actually i think it's i think it's that right i think even he's still convinced in the beginning this is this is after the whole story. The whole story, right. and right. he's still convinced hmm. that he was really hearing. Because he's
0: saying, "This like, is like,
1: like probably him in in either in court prison. or in jail or prison, being interviewed, perhaps." Right, and he's you know saying, "Look, I'm you know, there's nothing wrong with me," <laughs> <laughs> which is ironic, and and obviously, the story is about you know the. The guilt that comes with,
0: right? Well, I'm, you know, what, what do they say about like mad, bad people don't define themselves as mad, but they wouldn't describe themselves as right. mad. So it's like their actions are perfectly
1: normal right. to themselves. I think it's also just, like I said, doing something like this turns you into somebody. You can't do something like this and remain sane, right? They're the corrupting right but the dude was stood in someone's bedroom
0: for seven nights a week before killing someone wow that was that's pretty weird
1: master act to murder
0: somebody <laughs> I mean do you reckon oh hell because that, that's quite a that's quite a common trope in um kind of horror movies not that I watch many of them but, no. you know you know, of the person stood in someone's room you know there's like a uh, a recording of someone sleeping or whatever and someone turns up and they stood over their bed in the dark for hours and hours and hours
1: I mean it's 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 the the line, keep your friends close, enemies closer, right? So it's the idea of, you know, he says, every morning went to his room with a warm, friendly smile, warm, friendly voice. Hmm. I asked how he slept. He could not guess that every night, just at twelve, I locked, looked in at him, and as he slept, you know. So he's giving the impression that he's like loves this guy, Hmm. and you know, is very fond of him, and you know. Old Man would have no suspicion that he would be...
0: Standing in his room every night, plotting to kill him.
1: Yeah. But it is interesting. It does seem like... Yeah. The, uh... It does seem like there's something to horror movies where there's always, like, a pretext of somebody just creeping, you know, in. And it's probably... Most of it's probably... For effect, to give to or build give, suspense, kind of thing right? Then. To give the the audience a little moose bouche
0: maybe, maybe. Well, okay, but well, what about? Let's talk about the eighth night. No, the night where he kills him, where the old man. Because I, because is he is he stood in his room while the old man is, because he opens the door, puts his head, and then
1: his hand. Right. And so the eighth night, I was more than. Usually careful as I open the door. The hands of a clock move more quickly than did my hand. Never before had I felt so strongly about power as now I sure of success. So, yes, he kills him on the, the eighth day.
0: Right, right. Um, where is that? Sorry.
1: That's on the second page. Uh, right. Where right, are the Down bu- here? Okay.
0: I'll just read this again. So the old man was lying there. Oh no, so the eighth night was more. Than usually careful as I opened the door, the hands of a clock moved more quickly than my hand did. So he still put his hand in. Never before had I felt so strongly of my own power. I was now sure of success. The old man was lying there, not dreaming that I was at his door. So he was lying there with his eyes closed, but not dreaming. Suddenly he moved in his bed. You may think I became afraid, but no. The darkness in his room was thick and black. I knew he could not see the opening of the door. I continued to push the door softly, slowly. I put in my head. I put in my hand with the covered light. Suddenly the old man sat up in bed and cried, who's there?
1: So he... And he... says, I stood quite still. For a whole hour I did not move. Nor did I hear him lie down in his bed. He just sat there listening.
0: Okay, so I think this is... So Edgar Allan Poe, I'm assuming, was writing in the 1800s?
1: Uh, Yes, yeah, okay. Late 1800s, early 1900s.
0: Okay, cool. So um, houses were going to be a little different, right? Right. Like, so in the middle of the night, there wouldn't be these kind of ambient lights that we have in our homes, right? So in the middle of the night, right, it would be pitch black.
1: Presumably, you just use a candle to.
0: Right, right. But he's got it covered, right? So there's no light coming out. So from the perspective of the old man, it's pitch black. So even if he stood in the doorway, assuming there's no moonlight or anything to illuminate the hallway. Right. It would seem as if whether the door was ajar and someone was stood there, if it was pitch black, you wouldn't be able to tell one way or the other. So maybe that's why
1: it sounds weird. Right. Um, It still is. It's
0: still a pretty weird thing to do. (laughs) He
1: stands there for an
0: hour? Well, I guess that confidence again, right? That's like, like, because he becomes embodies like uh, a predator right like a um a predatory cat right he's stalking an animal and it
1: notices that he's there, and the cat just free and then he says I knew that he knew that I was there, he did not see me, he could not hear me there. he felt me there, he knew that death was standing there hmm I mean that's
0: So, and yet he did nothing, right? And why is he laying in bed? Well, because I guess, because maybe, right, from the old man's perspective, he was coming to realize that the only person that it could be is the person who's been being really chummy to him for the last, the last right. seven days. And so maybe he's realizing there's no point to cry out because the person who is here to do me harm is the person who is sold himself as my friend or or maybe
1: from the the murderer's perspective hmm. the old man is accepting death and that's part of his justification for not like in, initially not caring because he says he he knew death was standing there
0: I don't. I don't think it's from like a not caring. I think it's like from like a like petrified, petrified. right? As in like okay. frozen with fear, right? Mm-hmm. As in like realizing the, you know, like because I like like he's like he said because it's dark, you can't see, but it's like a sense, right? It's like right. A, I sense someone's in the room with me, and the only person it could be is the person who I share a house with, and like why is he just stood in the doorway right right being super still when he's been chummy with me so if i yell out it'll just uh, i don't know speed up the process of death because he'll like attack me so if i sit here in silence because you know because it's like that's a a tactic for scared animals right because you you have a couple of options you have like fight flight or some other thing that I've forgotten. Freeze, I said. Fight, flight, or freeze, freeze, right? And like you know, so you run away, you fight, or you sit there and you wait. Maybe the thing goes away, right? Right? And maybe that was the that was the path he chose. Was freeze, and then maybe the crazy guy will leave. Well, but it's
1: also you said it's it was presumably pitch black, hmm. right? So he may sense it. He may he may think it, but. Probably a a part of him wants to deny. Right, right. That okay, it right.
0: Like he's just he's like you wake up and after a, a dream or something and you're sat there in bed like holding a blanket in the old cliche <laughs> right, It's like right, right, just listening and waiting because you're like well I can't be right about this because why would there be like a demon in my room or something exactly
1: right exactly
0: awesome. Have you ever had sleep paralysis?
1: Sleep what? Paralysis. Is it sleep paralysis? What is the sleep paralysis?
0: What's or where you are in the state between being awake and asleep, and it doesn't happen all like it happens like to a few people. And so It's said, quite common.
1: So, what, so it's everything like, to do with sleep has but, happened to me. Apart from this.
0: So no, but this is like so. This is this is oh,
1: I, it's when you you realize you're in the dream.
0: No, 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 no. That's lucid dreaming. Okay. So this is like I used to get this quite a lot in my early twenties. Was it was like you you're either dozing or just coming out of sleep or just going into it. And there's this you're in this kind of semi-dream state, but in your own space, in your own room or wherever you are. And it is it is as if like someone is immediately behind you, right? Or sat on you, right? And you feel the okay, I've, kind I've, of I've heard presence yeah, of just, something and happened. and you're and you try to move, right? You try to, like, because you want to look, right? Your your immediate instinct is to, like, turn around and see what it is. But because, and I think this, like, because when you go to sleep, your brain shuts off a part of your motor functions so that while you're dreaming you don't do loads of crazy stuff. Um, And so you're kind of, you can't jerk or shift because that part of your brain's kind of switched off. And then you kind of have to, like, wriggle yourself out of this state to, like, flip around and then realize no one's
1: there. Hey bud, have you booked the room? Yeah, you have. Okay. Okay, that was a short conversation. That was a short good. Oh, you. What? That's right. <laughs> we short, good, brief conversation. We're we gonna have, have to switch vacate over the, the room. We have to vacate the room because there's some room Nazis. Um, that was a joke. I, was sure I made that joke. <laughs> um, these are nice Nazis. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody! You can't say that. <laughs> Okay, we've been on, um, we, we've, we, we've been asked to leave. So we will leave and we're going to pick it up in a different room with the conversation on fear. Awesome. Alright. Alright, so we are back. Um, picking up the conversation with fear, I just want to say, technical stuff we're still figuring it out promise in the future my voice won't be so gainy when i read things loudly and we will we will get better with the video and the blah blah blah. blah. i promise we're, we're. this is high-tech stuff people we're with YouTube. yeah <laughs> we're we're still on the very low budget the lowest of budgets lowest of budgets but we're trying that we are um, anyway, enough. Anyway, of, uh, enough of the formalities and formalities. All right. Lack of finances. So I I I have something written. I I wrote this last winter. I don't totally remember writing it. Um, and I had a brief look at it last night. Um, and I made a couple notes. So I will obviously put it up on whatever platform we use to put it up really Spotify and YouTube and mm-hmm. all the other ones, um, so you can see what we're looking at too. Um, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read it, and as I read it, I'm gonna walk Matthew and you guys through it because it's not everything is self explanatory. Go for it. So this is yeah, just we'll talk about it as you go. We'll talk about it. Yeah. So here's the first the, the main. This is the the rest of the thing is is bullet points. This beginning part is a paragraph form. So um, our biggest fears are the ones that we subconsciously will to be true. Because we are aware of having that fear, or that thing creep into our lives, when we are not expecting it. So we make it a reality thinking that at least we're aware of it. And this in turns leads us being unable to take steps to move past these fears. Fear is in some way synonymous with failure, but failure in a quantified manner, because on the one hand, there is the failure that stems from never having really tried to succeed or not taking risks that can lead up to succeeding. These failures are embraced by us relative to the thing that we fear most. And on the other hand, there is the failure that results from coming up short, even after having tried all the steps you can take to succeed i.e it involves trying and failing this second fear related to trying and failing is what i believe is in reality our biggest fears and we want to take all steps to avoid it because it means in our eyes being defeated and this is worse to many of us than defeating ourselves um so let me let me unpack that a little bit please because i think it's worth yeah doing so for. um So the first sentence, our biggest fears are the ones that we subconsciously will to be true because, I wrote two becauses, but there should be one, because we are afraid of having that fear or that thing creep into our lives when we are not expecting it. So we make it a reality thinking that at least we are aware of it. And this in turn leads us to being unable to take steps to move past these fears. So the idea here is... what we're really afraid of is the thing like this is more related to um, the idea of fears of taking action like you know stuff like drowning or um, not being able to like fear of you know heights or whatever Mm -hmm. and the idea is We let, we embrace that fear to be true because we don't want to unexpectedly, in other words, we don't want to not be thinking of that fear and ignore that fear and then have it come into our lives as a shock unexpectedly. We want to be completely aware of that thing that we turn it into a reality okay
0: so kind of like um like a self-sabotaging
1: self-fulfilling prophecy kind exactly of but the self s- sabotaging is to prevent this um the the fear of ignorance in the sense that when if you you don't think you have any any fears or there's nothing that fear and then it unexpectedly hits you right so so the thing that you're afraid of or presumably when you're afraid of something you're you're afraid of the consequence that comes along with that thing right okay, okay. you're not afraid of you know tigers just cuz they're tigers you're afraid of tigers because there's a consequence associated with you coming into co- contact with tigers that scares you okay does that make sense? Sure.
0: I mean, I'm struggling to see how like it fits with drowning as a as a. As I'll, a I'll get into it, um, just because like like because it feels like things like drowning and even like, like tigers or being scared of heights that those I know some people aren't afraid of those things, but they seem more like um, existential threats rather than things that you're kind of. Mm-hmm willing yourself to be aware of and afraid of for the purposes of alleviating your, yourself of that fear all the time. They kind of seem to be, like you said, like, like you know, I don't walk down the street going, God, I hope I don't drown today. Right. i right? terrified of, like, I don't want to drown. That would be awful. Like, imagine the smothering sensation and, and finally realizing I have to take a breath and, like, like I'm underwater. Like, that's terrifying. You don't think about that until you're in a swimming pool
1: or, you know, you're out to sea. But a, if... You, but, but here's... I'll get into this later. Yeah. Um But if you're really terrified of drowning, there really is a fear that haunts you. Right. And we're talking about biggest fears. We're not just talking about... Just general. Just general. Okay, like, right. When you won't even get in the pool. Right, you'll stay away from the sea. You you'll know? stay away from po- the, the pool. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Right? And so you'll never... It will... That... I think it's. I think it's. Okay. Oh, and so
0: and so. So they're not going to the experience of the pool or the sea is the self sabotage.
1: Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. We'll get into. I think it's worth moving down because. Sure. This, yeah. No, no. The, the this, beginning this, was.
0: This, this is your piece, so you. you
1: it's not really my. It's it's like a a ten minute scribble. No. Go for it. But um. I, I think about these these ideas of fear a lot. So, the first point is seems that fear is based off of a perceived deficiency or flaws that we have with ourselves. So drowning is the inability to swim. Social anxiety is, is belief that you're not good enough. Um, tigers, right, is the idea that you're not going to be able to, you know, defeat, fight a tiger, fight a tiger right. which maybe is legitimate. <laughs> I think uh, most people couldn't fight tigers. <laughs> um, so let's... I don't know, what do you think of this? Because to me, right, like... Mm-hmm. I think we should drowning to me is the most explicit is drowning is the inability to swim or keep yourself at surface, right? Right,
0: Sh- sure. I mean, I yeah, like I, I, but I think it comes back to the comes back to. I think it, I don't know. See, when I think of drowning, for me, it's that. Being in a position of like holding your breath, right? And knowing you're going to have to take one, right? Like, cause you know, cause I think you have a couple of options, right? You can just hold
1: your breath till you pass out and then hope you don't take some in while you're unconscious. But you're kind of talking about already drowning. I guess, I guess the difference is I'm speaking more about the element. Like of... an irrational fear of drowning when you're on land. Or... Well, but no, what you're describing is like, you've already drowned, yeah, right. that's the scary part. <laughs> well, I think the fear is is the, you know, moment where you could drown. You could, it could happen. Sure, sure. Right? It's not, you know...
0: But we're kind of like walking towards, like, the agor- ha- agoraphobia, however you say it. You know, where it's like, oh, I could, if I go outside my house today, I could drown in a puddle. Or I could knock my head, become unconscious, and land in a puddle and drown. Wow. I don't want to go outside because then that could happen. And so like, are we, are we distinguishing between like, like rational and irrational fears? When you're talking about like our biggest fears, because you could like take that to its
1: extreme, I don't know, maybe that's annoying, but. Well, I mean, I'm not totally sure I understand what you mean by okay. irrational and rational. In this particular instance Because
0: you know,
1: Look, I guess so, so I
0: feel like you're talking about the possibility of drowning Yes right, Not the drowning itself Well, because I,
1: I don't know but then
0: I'm asking where you're like drawing the line Because the possibility of drowning And
1: Because to me I don't know In my mind, you might disagree with this But most people Have fear of The You know, it's It's fear of entering into situations that have the possibility of drowning because they themselves think they are going to drown. And so that's where the deficiency comes in. They think they are going to drown because they cannot swim. Okay. I think I see that. You see that? I think so. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Okay. Carry on. We'll, we'll, We'll... So So then a second point. Well, what's the answer to this? Maybe it's to embrace these deficiencies. I recognize they're part of you, and that you need to embrace it and open your heart to the world, letting it embrace you. This is difficult. Do you agree with that so far?
0: I'm not sure what you mean, but this, this last bit. So recognize that they're a part of you. So your fears, that's fine. Makes sense to me. And then you need to embrace it. It's like um, recognizing that you have a fear of drowning, but that doesn't mean that no, you should. No, no, no.
1: The deficiencies, not the fear. The deficiencies.
0: Right, but that lead to the fear. Right, like yes. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm aware that I have these deficiencies. That if I was in a body of water, I couldn't prevent myself from drowning, which leads to the fear of maybe I'll drown. Right. So embracing those deficiencies right embracing
1: the I don't I can't swear right yeah yeah yeah. etc
0: but and the second bit and open your heart to the world letting it embrace you I don't understand that
1: (laughs) um open heart to the world I think the idea is you have to okay what I was trying to say here is again I wrote this yeah yeah, four months ago Um. is you have to be comfortable with people around you and, and the world is really meaning you know the social world right mm. not not some higher you know God that we're talking about we're talking about you know everyday people you, me you know Joe you know the philosophy teacher yeah all the people Marianne right yeah. You have to, you have to let yourself feel comfortable with them understanding that you have this flaw. Right. That that's what I was trying to say here.
0: Okay. And this is kind of like in, in the aim of, uh, what, like improving the flourishing of a person so that they, um,
1: flesh out those deficiencies and like, Right. So, so the, okay. Let's, let's reframe this in a different way. What's the problem here? The problem that I think that I'm trying that, um, you know, I, I think is an issue, mm-hmm. right? That, that I guess I'm trying to think about in this is, it seems like when we have a huge fear, it seems like a lot of times it turns out that, that fear, we we allow it to actualize.
0: okay see I don't think I follow you here because so so you so you're saying that we we bring about the things that we're we're most afraid of and we, we bring let them, them persist right by not by, by, by not dealing with them
1: By being afraid
0: no we we oh, no but there's like there's loads of things that we're afraid of right but but, but you're, are you talking specifically about the thing you're most afraid of or fear, or things that we fear generally, because like there's loads of things that you could say. That- I I think.
1: Look, I think this is this, this we get, biggest you? biggest fear mm-hmm. idea. I want to kind of move away from. Okay. Because, I think this conversation for another time. But to me, you want to talk about the biggest fear. You can tie it all into one. Deficiency, which what is that deficiency? An ability to be immortal,
0: okay. So, fear of death,
1: fear of death, okay. Um, but I, I think that's conversation for I want to talk about, I want to focus on the that's kind of more micro, you know, expanded meta- ideas, fear. meta, meta fear, um. For now, I want to focus on just concrete things, like... I mean, death is a concrete thing, but... It's the most concrete thing, but... Um, stuff like drowning, you know... Uh, fear of heights, you know... Uh, fear of planes... Spiders... Like, spiders, lions, tigers, and bears... Oh my. You know... <laughs> you know, that kind of fear. Okay. Right? Or fear of, you know... Um, social anxiety right fear of you know speaking or fear of talking okay okay so general run-of-the-mill things people are fairly commonly afraid of
0: right okay and you're saying that they in harboring those fears as a result of deficiencies that they're aware of they
1: bring about those things happening because no, Because here's what happens, and again, I'm not a psychologist. No, no, we're just, we're just- We're just, we're just shooting the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is we perceive that we have these deficiencies mm-hmm. and that they're internal to us. Okay. But at the same time, because we, simultaneously because we perceive that they're internal to us, and because we don't we're so afraid of being in a scenario where our deficiencies come to light where we're not um where we're unable like when it shocks us when it surprises us when we're not aware of we want to be aware that we have these deficiencies and so to prevent any you know and in some cases, it's it's logical, right? Like in in if maybe I mean, if you don't know how to swim,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right, then you're not going to go into the ocean,
0: right? Right. You don't. You wouldn't put right? yourself into situations where that fear might manifest
1: itself right. as a reality. But there is an extent where you take it to a whole another level, which is, I'm never even going near water. Because I don't have this capacity and I don't want to be in a scenario where I find out that I actually can't swim. Or I don't want to be in a scenario where I actually find out that, you know, I... But they already know they can't swim.
0: They already know they can't swim and they already know they're socially awkward. That's why they don't want to go and be near the thing in the first place. But, But what I'm saying is,
1: it's this like continuous loop because you you fear this thing, right? It turns into a deficiency. Right. And then you let it persist and continue because...
0: Okay, so I'm, I'm confused because I thought the, the fear came from the deficiency. It does. Right. You said it was caused by it. Or am I being, or Am I getting confused? Here? See, because, look, because I, I think I, I think I'm struggling because because um, I think the things we're afraid of yeah. aren't actually the things that we think we're afraid of. Right? Like when you're socially anxious, you're in a room and you're just very. Conscious and aware of the fact that you're in a room full of people and you think you're being watched by all the people that are in there, and you're having every single one of your little movements observed and judged just in people's heads. And you're usually wrong about that, right? Like, you're usually like, like as someone who, like, I, I am a socially anxious person generally, I was as a kid, like, tremendously. Yeah. And it's like, when you go out clubbing or you go out for a party or whatever, you just stood there, very conscious of the fact that you have hands, and you're like, I don't know what to do with them. What do I do with, like, what, where do I put my hands? And are am I, my am I hands at a socially acceptable place? And are people watching me and observing that I've got my hands in the wrong place in this social scenario? And this whole conversation is going on in your head. And it's completely pointless, right? Because no one's doing anything. Everyone's enjoying themselves and not paying attention to what your hands are doing. Right. Right. So, like, this fear, this awareness you know and even like drowning or say heights right you're like oh i don't want to go near it because i'll like i'll get all hot and sweaty my heart will race and maybe i'll just tumble clumsily over the edge of a precipice. Right. but in when you actually i guess as you would say press those deficiencies you actually put yourself in that scenario and you i guess like in the socially anxious situation you learn to just, I guess, to gradually stop paying attention to the fact that you have hands, right? And you and to actually learn to engage in the social environment that you're in. You realize that no one's paying attention to you as much as you're paying attention to anyone else's hands, right? And so this fear that you had in your head doesn't materialize in reality as much as it, as it, as it was in your head. Mm-hmm. So when you confront it, you expose yourself to the thing that you were afraid of. You realize, oh no, I'm actually way more capable of being in this scenario that like, because the socially anxious one, you don't just you, just, you just don't go to the party. Right. Right. You just
1: stay away from the party. But that's, that's what I'm, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, okay. I mean, you never, because like you said, because you, you don't go to the party because why? Because you don't want to be in that like scenario where you've convinced yourself, you think that you don't, Have this like deficiency, or you think you can get better, and then having it like
0: right, and then but by doing it, you demonstrate to yourself that you can, and that's how you kind of resolve these deficiencies.
1: But most people don't, right? And so they they continue this cycle of of fear because they don't, like you said, they don't confront it.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I agree with that. And
1: then so they just. Instead of confronting it, they stay away, right?
0: And then so, as like a, an expedient, short-term solution to the problem, rather than the difficult, harder path of getting in a swimming pool, going, standing by a cliff,
1: and going and going to a house party. Right. Or something. Because, as you said, right, like, if you have social anxiety, in the moment, what's easier, going to the party and being so fucking uncomfortable, you know, yeah, uncomfortable, or just staying at home and being like. You know right and then because you're not going to the party and going to you know or uh, you know putting yourself in other uncomfortable more uncomfortable situations you don't grow you don't grow right that fear stays with you yeah and it and it becomes that deficiency becomes even even greater right okay so it like it compounds on itself the more you don't confront right. it and
0: contend with it. exactly okay i think i see you now. sorry for the confusion if i
1: no we're good we're good um so that's that's you know, that's the embrace, the deficiency. I think we that's pretty self explanatory and we just covered that. Sure. Right. So then the next part is this is very difficult. Here's one reason why maybe it could be. Many people along the way will not embrace you and society is flawed. Do you agree with that?
0: many people along the way will not embrace you. human society's floor see no i'm not i'm not sure i do because i think again I, I think it's down most people would be happy for you to do the things that you want happy or comfortable doing right it isn't like if you walked up to someone or you were going to a party and you were like look i'm a little i don't really feel comfortable going right you know can you like not leave me on my own or you know like you know don't Just go off and do some other stuff and whatever. I think every now and again, obviously, you do get people who are just dicks and abandon you or say, "Oh, you know, you mind, you mind coming down to the pool with me while I try and learn to swim?" and you know, or I don't, I don't, I don't, I feel like when someone says, "I'm going to try and confront a fear of mine," I don't get the sense that people like mock or ridicule or don't accept that person's journey. I mean, I mean, we used to have this. I'm gonna count on myself now. We used when I was a PT years ago. We used to have this concept called crabbing, um, which was that when you this was like in terms of weight loss, right? That when you decided you were gonna try and put yourself in better shape, you know, eat better, exercise more, and mm-hmm. say you were around people like at the office or at home that just generally didn't take care of themselves, like you weren't taking care of yourself, and then when you Took that step and you tried to eat better you know they'd like they'd offer you cake all the time even though they knew you were on this kind of they were doing something better, they'd still offer you a bit of cake or they'd offer you a drink or they'd offer you a smoke or you know uh, they'd try to give you excuses not to do the things that you were doing and we would say that the reason why we called it crabbing was because i have never tested this so maybe this isn't true but the, the example was if you got two crabs and you put them in like a deep bucket Right, one of the crabs would try and climb out, right, and the other crab would grab the first crab and pull the crab down, and then try and climb out, right, and the other crab would then grab the crab and pull the crab down. So we call it crabbing because the people around you would try and pull you down. Is that kind of what you're referring to? Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So so, okay. Fair enough. So I I guess I. Yeah. So I I guess like to, to. I guess you could have both of those things, right? You're going to have the people who are going to try and pull you down and the people who are going to say, great, like, sort of like...
1: I probably shouldn't have said many people, but some, some people. Okay, fair enough. Fair some enough. people. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, I, I know, but yeah, fair enough. I um, don't have a problem with that. You know, and then, and then so, quote, our point, we don't accept people. Again, we, meaning that sounds universal, but it's not. It's, you know, quantified in the sense that it's some sure some people don't accept people with flaws even though we ourselves are all plagued with them mm-hmm. but it's not one's own flaws that causes a world meaning some people do outcast <laughs> that i didn't finish the sentence there okay so um,
0: a year and a half ago athen not completing a sentence not completing my sentences um but okay, but let's, let's take that first part first. So we don't accept people with flaws even though we ourselves are all plagued with them. So that's kind of like coming back to the, like self-denial kind of thing. So like, uh or no, or like we know in ourselves, you're like, everyone's conscious of the things that are flawed and d- deficient about them. But when confronted with other people's flaws and deficiencies, they are less accepting of them or more prone to disgust or ridicule or even though they themselves have them. So there's not, not that humility. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, um maybe humility is the wrong word.
1: I think I think it's more made more clear by this third point. I am gonna leave out this other one. Okay. Because I think it's gonna complicate things. Fair enough this Trying this is out to figure out Jesus. what you didn't say a year and a half ago. I, I have an idea of what I was of and just briefly, in case you're interested, what I, what I meant was we don't like, we have, there's a tendency of people who are like, held up as not having flaws or conquering their flaws or, co- or, or, or being better. We, we almost like disdain them or don't want to believe them or don't want to believe it. Cause they shame us. No not because they shame us, but because we are insecure about our own flaws or don't want to accept our own flaws. So in order to make us feel better, we try to impose flaws on other people, even people who are quote-unquote perfect or have no flaws. Well, agreed, but that's why I... Yeah. Didn't finish the sentence Well No because This is what That's why I said This is evident by Jesus Because You know You could argue
0: Right but Jesus is like an ideal Right It's not like a Like it's a A, a thing at which to aim You know Like the The perfect man
1: Not like a... No but the idea is that the, the, the All I was thinking There Was that People Criticized In 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 the Bible, right? You know, which is, make it that what you will. Um, I think we should have a conversation about faith and religion. I think we should too. Later on, but not today, not today. But all I was, was getting at was people, you know, were trying to impose flaws on him and even when you know, quote unquote, according to the story, he's he's you know perfect in the ideal human, right? We still disdain him for that. We still hate, you know. You take somebody like right because he's the crab you can't get hold of, like you can't pull him down, kind of thing. So you try exactly. Okay. We try to. We want to pull people down to yeah. our, yeah. you know, rather than raise ourselves up. Rather, we don't want people to go above because then we feel bad that were not. Above. Yeah, first what I meant by shame. Are... Right. So that was, I think that was all I meant okay. by, by that comment. Um. <clears throat> anyway, so going along, the, the third is kind of connected to the two, obviously, but, but rather it is other people not coming to terms with their own flaws, that keeps the system of disparity and judgment. So this is kind of related to the second point. Mm-hmm. Right. And the idea is because everyone is, is plagued with their own flaws and, and like you said, nobody is kind of able to, to reach out and get out, we want to continue to, like, pull people down and stop people from, you know, getting rid of their own flaws.
0: Right. Because it's easier than
1: dressing your own. Easier than dressing yeah. our own. Okay. And it's, it's much easier to feel better by... By criticizing and pointing fingers and and sparing on other people's flaws and making yourself feel better that way, than by putting in effort and work to. I would agree with that. Fix your own flaws. I don't have a problem with that. Um. Okay, so moving on. Uh, so here's an another point related to the answers to this, but if you let your guard down and open yourself up to the world it will be easier to move past acceptance is an essential component of moving on so that's
0: uh like just accepting your flaws and not trying stop trying to resist the fact that you have them right um and just recognizing them and then coming up with a plan of how to to deal with them exactly because once you recognize them then it kind of sets up the next stage of dealing with them which is like what is it um uh what is it like uh, admitting you have a problem is the first step of exactly whatever the rest of that step
1: and is. i think it's interesting to, to 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 tie this back into something like drowning or social anxiety right because in the case of drowning again i'm not certain about this but my guess is that a lot of people don't connect the well, I don't know about this. Tell me what you think about this, because it's just an idea that... Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's correct myself, but the, sta- <laughs> the statement is... Most people, they don't connect, oh, I have this... deficiency in the sense that I'm not good at this. Meaning... I could improve, they don't do that, it's the, it's this inherent problem, or not problem, but it's, it's a, it's a deficiency in me that is, that is not something that I can move upon and, and improve, it's inherent, it's, it's, real it's concrete it's it's not, not not going away so
0: like a secondary fear
1: almost of trying to resolve it and watching yourself fail to well that's what i was talking about in the beginning is that's why I distinguish between the two fears okay right i said the 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 first one is never having tried to do it or taking risks that can lead to succeeding and the second is failure that comes from Coming up short, even after having tried all the steps you can take to to succeed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. And that's the second part is the one that I think is where people really are terrified of. Probably what stops people from trying. trying. Exactly. And that's, that's kind of what I meant when I was saying that fear of having tried all the steps to get... To where you want to go or sorry I don't know why I said that having tried all the steps to to fix that fear right or to fix that deficiency and coming up short that that fear of coming up short even after having tried is what stops people from
0: well so I think I think it I think what stops them is before that right so I think that that that's can certainly be the case
1: before what before
0: getting to the point where you've exhausted all no
1: but but i'm but you, you but what i said what i maybe this wasn't clear but what i mean is you don't try because you're afraid of trying and failing
0: yes yeah
1: but okay fair enough so you don't actually try all the steps instead you just internalize it i have this problem that's you know inherit me and you take every steps to avoid situations where it comes into play right okay does that make sense Yep. um so that's why I said it's acceptance is an essential component of moving on right that I that you know I'm not a good swimmer and you know in order to conquer my fear of drowning I need to improve my swimming and I had to put myself in a vulnerable situation so where I said, let you down your guard where I'm being, you know.
0: Because well, otherwise you've got like false bravado. You're kind of like giving yourself a a mask you're wearing to say, oh, I don't have this problem or it's like a
1: denial. Of right, it's, it's... Because it, it's the part I'm getting at is is a lot of our fears... Um... I have to be careful when I say this because obviously some fears are rational but a lot of fears that we have come from within and, and and you know but it's almost easier to have that fear of drowning than to go through all the steps of saying well I'm a bad swimmer how can I and it's right. hard for okay. me. Yeah, no, I see how that. can I go it's forward it's, into it's easier just to accept it as a yeah. as an existential we're being logged out no it's oh, good wait. press play Good pumpkin. Good pumpkin. Um, Okay. Okay. So then, if we can agree that acceptance is essential. Sure. Right. Of the deficiency. Of the deficiency. How to accept. So, one is, is to understand where you have that fear. Not just where it stems from, but why the realization of that fear is hard. So this is kind of what we're getting at when we're saying um, the like realization that you're just, you know, not a good swimmer and, and lack, you know, and have some deficiencies or, you know, you find things, you know, you're a little bit socially awkward and, you know, you need to take steps to improve that or, you know, uh, you get a little bit nervous um, on heights and, you know, you, you tend to freak out and um, overreact. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. True. Sure. Um, so one possible answer to this or why that realization of fear is hard and why you have that fear is... I'm going to skip makes life hard because I don't know what I meant there. But many people don't know how to live with the result. They can't fathom that result. So they let it, the result being the failing, the trying and failing. Sure. So they can't fathom that result, so they let it plague them and internalize it as a deficiency and therefore steer it away, steer away from any situation where they might come into contact with that deficiency or fear. Mm -hmm. In other words, the result of trying, believing, hoping, and failing is too great, so they skip the first three parts and embrace the failing because it is easier and more comfortable than the former. Sure, kind of summarizing what we were saying. Right. right Yep. Does that make sense? Yep, yep, it's good to me. Good. So what the worst of... The flaws brings you. I wrote that, but I don't think I mean the. Um, what is the situation? And this is this is also like accepting, right? So thinking about what's the worst, you know, that the flaws bring you. What is the situation that makes you the most afraid? Or what is the worst thing that such a flaw could bring? And what would be the end result? So that's that's a process of thinking about, okay, well... I have this this deficiency, what is the worst possible thing that this deficiency could bring and what would be the end result? So that's like the, uh,
0: in any of those situations, what's the worst thing that could happen? Right. So like drowning again or saying something, making an awkward joke at a party or... Right. ...freaking out on top of a cliff cliff face.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. And then, so, that's, this is number three. Realization that there's a difference between proceeding as if there is an absence of a perceived deficiency and proceeding while embracing the perceived deficiency. So this is... There this is this is the the, the distinction I'm trying to get at is is something we mentioned earlier, but it's the idea of proceeding as if the deficiency does not exist and or it's just inherent, right? It's an inherent part of you that is unfixable.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Or proceeding well, embracing the perceived efficiency yep so i am a bad swimmer mm-hmm. I, i'm open about that i recognize it i you know have trouble social situations at parties i'm open about that you know i'm gonna go to you know various swim classes very beginner swim classes i'm gonna put myself in vulnerable situations yep. uh versus i suck at swimming so'm therefore yeah. i'm never gonna go near the water yep okay Right? Or I'm socially awkward, I'm never gonna go to a social situation. Yep. I'm afraid of heights, I'm never gonna go to any building, you know, above three floors. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm afraid of snakes, I'm never gonna go out to go. And the issue there is well what if you do get put in that situation? Right. Then you're actually fucked. Right? Right. right. And that's that's kind of another thing I, I think that's a future you problem rather than a Well but do you know you dude, there's a lot of stories about this, you know, and it's very interesting. It's something that I think about is Do you know um for example, do you know who Natalie Por uh, not Natalie Portman Natalie Um shit, what's what's her last name? Natalie something. She's she was in Rebel Without a Cause no idea. Um, that's what I, like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna look this up. Actually I guess we could technically do it up here. Could do that. Yeah. Look at the movie Rebel Without a Cause. It's a movie that I think we should watch. Okay, cool. Um but yeah, just go to the IMD page. James Dean movie Natalie Wood Yeah Okay So na- now Look up Type in Natalie Wood And just start with You like the computer Right Okay So that's Natalie Wood Very good looking actress uh, Born in San Francisco To Russian immigrant parents That's besides the point Um. There's a lot of controversy About her death the controversy is not really what's important. The part that I'm interested in is her biggest fear since she was a kid was drowning. Okay. Did she drown? She drowned. Okay. Right. Now, that to me is incredibly interesting. Not because. She you know
0: right well so because presumably she didn't take steps to learn to swim so when she found herself in
1: contact with water she drowned because she couldn't swim exactly okay. and that's the idea that when we we like that's kind of what i was talking about later was it, it, it can happen a lot of times obviously drowning is a very extreme example of a fear sure but by not or a costly situation right by like not addressing these fears, and by being afraid of taking steps, and then failing to improve this thing, and thereby avoiding it, we actually kind of will our like own fears to come true some of the time.
0: Right. I. I. Yeah. I. I think I can see that. Yeah. Well, I mean, because when because you don't help yourself. Right. Right. Like so. Like but.
1: So. But it's kind of, you're sacrificing. But in some dark way, I think part of it is you want to be right. That you don't have, that it's not like.
0: Well, sure, because then then you don't have to hold yourself accountable to doing something. Because then you're correct to not do something. So I guess you make it
1: easier for yourself. Exactly. Okay, fair enough. Um, All right. Where were we? Right. So realization is a difference between proceeding as if there is an absence of perceived deficiency and proceeding while embracing the perceived deficiency. Mm -hmm. So that I think we covered, right? So then deficiency needs to be embraced by oneself. And only then can others accept it. Admit that others not accepting it can impact you embracing it. That
0: others not accepting I don't totally know impact you wh- embracing. Also, well, like, so like, I see. I I don't I don't know what you mean by others accepting. So when you say when you say admit that others not accepting, not accepting what that you have a fear of something or that
1: you're no, trying that to it, that you have a a deficiency deficiency that you're like really bad at swimming, that you're not great at social you know situations.
0: Right. But, so but I'm con- confused about why that impacts. Well, so, so okay, so because so, when you recognize you have a deficiency, everyone else has to see it as well, including you. And so maybe you don't, it's hard enough to get you to see your own deficiency. It's hard uh, or hard as well on top of that other people see it also. And if you don't want other people to see it, it would encourage you not to embrace it and not to recognize it kind of like going along the same expedient expedient path of not wanting to deal with it because it's easier rather than dealing with it and all the difficulties that would come with it be that recognizing it in yourself having others see your deficiency and all the other things that come along with it as well exactly okay exactly okay
1: cool um this i'm I'm gonna figure out if i want to read this (laughs) okay so yeah one solution is to have a strong enough a belief in God that he accepts you right so the idea is well it doesn't matter that other people don't accept this flaw that I have right the idea is if you're pious enough you believe you know probably right, God accepts you surely that resolves the last point but yeah that is okay one oh, thing. as a solution. Okay, yes, as a solution. Um, that's difficult to do, and not everybody has that, and, and the point was, of just because I'll put this up quickly, I'll say, very difficult to do, and even for Jesus, I think what I was getting there is kind of before Jesus dies... He does have, like, the moment of, like, panic. Right? Where he's like, why... Why have you forsaken me? Why, God, right, why me. Why do you want me to die? You know, what's the point, like, what's all this, you know, for and, you know. Um, okay, yeah, so it's so, like a high bar. Like it's the- a very, very difficult. Yep, fair enough. Um, so the other solution is to try and change it, but avoiding... Can be misconstrued as changing they are different okay um, that makes sense right of yeah avoiding like, it is not changing the situation; just not you know going to yeah you're just removing you're, you're just removing yourself right of the difficulty right. right i think i made that point slightly early yeah. Uh, yeah that's right um so acceptance that failure is a positive and quantified doses so failure and acceptance of failure is progress, and without it there is no progress. Right. Yeah, Okay. So the idea is the reason I said quantify doses is because, you know, if you don't know how to swim, you're not gonna get you know go and, and jump in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, you know, right? That, I wouldn't do that if I could swim, but... uh, neither would I. Um and I can. You you can swim. Sort of, yeah. I haven't in a while, but Okay. I used to be a lifeguard.
0: How many times a the of
1: swimming? Yeah, like 12 years ago. You should go to St. Leonard's with me.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: Show off your your strokes. Anyway. I do depths rather than lengths.
0: (laughs) Um, That was a drowning joke. (laughs) Got it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Terrible joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, so (laughs) it is. Just take this wobbly. Oh. It is, right. You, you But, like, failing in the sense where, like, you know, you go in a two-foot pool, you know... Baby steps. Baby steps, right. Failing in baby steps is productive. Yeah. And so, you know... But failing foolishly doesn't help because you... Die. Exactly. I, I, you know, maybe you don't go... If you're shocked, Maybe you don't just go and, like, like, oh, I can give a speech to, you know, the UN and go on a live TV broadcast. You know, but maybe you, you know, you see <clears> one or two friends and, you know... <laughs> you like to take baby steps, right? Sure. And then if you fail, well, then you learn from it and you can move on. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, sort of agreed. Um, and then, so the sixth, this other point is trusting that the deficiency can be separated from fear and that it's only phantom real. Trusting, meaning the deficiency, the reason I said phantom real is because I wanted to to, to say that the deficiency is not you know, um, real in the sense that it's always there, right? It can be changed. Mm-hmm. A deficiency, to me, is not something that is inherent in something. You know, a deficiency can be fixed or changed or improved. Sure, it depends on the deficiency, but yeah, right. Well, so, so um, what's what what are you talking about when you say it in some instances?
0: Well, I mean, it depends what deficiency you have. Like, what would be a deficiency that you couldn't? Uh like I'm not saying that there isn't. Like, that there's cases where there's nothing that you could do, right? Like, you know, like loser, like having an absence of limbs, or um, I don't know, or a stammer, or I don't know. These things don't. Right. It's not, I'm not saying oh, therefore the jig is up, kind of thing. I guess I was thinking. You know, actually, take about what I said. Okay.
1: Good. <laughs> um, so, so then, this yeah. Can you lose this point? Yep. Trusting that you can change course and believing in it, believing you can use fate to do so, and trusting that hope will always be there. Um, does that make sense? Uh,
0: believing you can use fate to do so, <laughs> and trusting that hope will always be there. Believing you can
1: use fate to do so. The, the trusting what? that hope will always be there makes sense, right?
0: Trusting.
1: Meaning hope... Okay, but leaving aside the point, believing that you can use fate to do so. Okay. The trusting. Part, trusting that hope will always be there, meaning the hope that you can always improve will always be there. Right, okay, fair enough. Um, And the idea when I said believing you can use fate to do so, I think what I was referring to is... Because to me, like... Time. Well...
0: No, I I guess like the idea of fate like detracts the like the agency from it a little bit. You know, like uh if you just leave it up to fate, right? Or using fate right, right? to to contend with your deficiencies, right? That's kind of counter to the idea of yeah, I actively... think that was poorly
1: worded and I okay, think, no, no worries. I think what I meant is in this instance again like I said this was written very yeah, quickly. Yeah, of course, and a year and a half ago. Um or a year ago. A year ago. Uh where my mind's set was very different for the reasons we could get into later. Um, but believing you can use fate to do so, I think what I just meant is by, by trying to improve, you like, and, and putting an effort, fate will help push you towards that, you know, way of improving. Okay, sure. If that I mean, makes sense. Yeah. It's not sitting back doing nothing but it's if I put steps to improve right
0: so that's the, like the kind of causal relationship exactly between doing something and the uh, uh, likely effects of you having done that exactly okay fair enough
1: um, so then this next point sure. how to preserve acceptance and deal with it after failure so you don't get put off From continuing, to try once you've tried and failed a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Should there be a separation between fears or deficiencies that we should not try to change or ones that we should? I.e., can we categorize all deficiencies equally? How to continue or how to live once you let go slash what to do. So uh, uh, this, okay, these two things are kind of open-ended um i want to ask you so just get your opinion about this fifth point what is should there be a separation between fears or deficiencies that we should not try to change or ones that we should i.e can we categorize all deficiencies equally i meant that as a question like a question when i wrote it because i don't know the answer
0: I don't know. I think this was kind of the thing I was trying to push back on a
1: couple of minutes ago. Right. Um, and probably what was happening was when I was writing it, I was like, wait, maybe something I said doesn't make complete sense. Or well, maybe I have I, questions, and so I wrote this question to... Fears of deficiency
0: so we should not try to change it. We should. Well, I mean, look, I, I, I guess... I guess you don't want to be f- like foolhardy with any of these, right? You don't want to, um, you know, like speaking, like in terms of Aristotelian virtue ethics, right? right. like you don't, you don't you want to get that right spot between courageous and foolhardiness you don't want to just sprint at a lion <laughs> right right because <sighs> you're just gonna die right? right so um you don't. you don't want to deprive yourself of that fear right because that's going to keep you alive right you right know, you're, you you kind of want to um you don't want to remedy all of them because you'll just go and do stupid things that'll just bring about your death, but you were fearless while you were doing it and you weren't afraid, say so say. Um, So I I guess there's a distinction to be drawn there. Um, And I guess the other thing that popped into my head was things like, uh, like chemical addiction, for example, right? Like, um, that like, (laughs) although I guess there is always even though like, it is a very different kind of addiction there's always you can still recognize it and you can still go and ask for help even though the likelihood of you doing it all right. on your own is basically zero because of the the uh depth of the issue it's, chemically speaking
1: it seems like to me that so, there's yeah, yeah oh sorry it's just, it seems like to me that there's there's a difference between physical deficiencies and more abstract or 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 maybe temperamental deficiencies like in like in personality. So what I would like what I categorize as like physical deficiencies would be like what you said. I can't outrun a lion. Okay. You yeah. know, or you know, I, I, you know, I can't fly, or you know, I, I. If you're a man, you can't have babies. You know, maybe that's a controversial thing. In thirty years, I don't know. You keep the fetuses in a box if you want. <laughs> um let's put that comment aside um some people will get that joke you know or things like I you know can't um you know uh, whatever jump out of an airplane without a parachute and survive okay sure right those are physical deficiencies okay and then like more abs- what I would call abstract deficiencies or attributal deficiencies are like stuff like being too nice for your own good kind of thing or, or stuff like you know uh, not great in social situations or you know can't swim or right
0: so the distinction between things you do have control over and things you don't have control yes. over yes okay um yeah okay no I, th- I think that I think there's a reasonable and right. distinction to be drawn between those and then so and fairly intuitive also
1: Here's, okay, there's two, I'm going to read these last two parts because I think they're both open-ended questions, but how to continue or how to live once you let go slash what to do, and then this was a question that I don't think we'll get to answer concretely, but anyway, and then it seems like our fears and desires are very connected in a way because the things that we desire the most are the ones we fear, we most fear not having.
0: It seems like our fears and desires are very connected in a way, because the things that we desire the most are the ones we most fear not having. That seems to make sense to me. Um, so I, I guess that kind of brings us back to the, uh,
1: I think, sorry, I just, I think, you're okay. I was starting to think about going in a different direction okay. when I wrote this This last line. Um,
0: just- The yeah. things we desire the most, the ones we most fear not having. How could you, how would you put that in terms of, I know you said you're thinking about going in a different direction, but using the examples we've been using.
1: Drowning, social anxiety.
0: Right. So, like, how would how would those examples tie in into that?
1: Well, let's use social anxiety. Yeah, good. Um, we desire to not be to be... In company. In company, normal, not have that social anxiety, right, right. not, you know... Hence booze. <laughs> that was my trick, anyway. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, but... but fit in right yeah yeah um and so we we desire that um so you fear not having it and so we most fear not having it right but but then it seems like also our fears and our deficiencies play into our desires in a way.
0: Yeah, I think some
1: some of the examples, yeah. Right? Because in like the, the case of We take it, the
0: drowny heighty ones away. Right. Well, and, maybe even even like Well I know, I'd like to be I'd like to go hiking kind of thing. I'd i I'd with my desire to go up to Ben
1: Nevis or go Oh well, just to not fear that it. like, you know to, to desire not to f- to feel that like you know, terrid, you know Okay. Uh, yeah. You know petrified state when i go up into heights right yeah i think so um does that kind of make sense the the, the relationship that desire and fear have i think so like i said i think maybe that could be but i guess i
0: guess i'm struggling to see how because because what we were talking about was how it stops you from Doing that, which would bring about the solution to your, say, the, to your desires, right? So that you get the thing that you desire, which would be social company, which would be comfort around water, comfort around heights, comfort around lions. Right. Um, so, but uh, it would seem that if that was the case, then that, it wouldn't, it, it would more likely drive you towards seeking a solution than seeking the short-term expedient path of not dealing with it, even though it's like, or, or, or is that how you're then tormented in that like spot of not dealing with it? You're tormented by the fact that you know you want something, you know you desire something, and you're you're watching yourself still not do the thing you need to do to resolve
1: problem. exactly, and and it it compounds the 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 fear of trying and failing even more because the devastation of trying you know both are pretty both are pretty
0: horrible i think both it's like it's both when you say both well as in like trying and failing and watching the fear of watching yourself do that but then also watching yourself fail to try
1: right because you're gone i agree but i i think most people don't think, think of it second, as not failing to. I think, but the, I don't. I don't think people see it as not failing to try. I think what I'm. Well, I guess. I, th- you, I think it's more like it's this inherent thing in, in me that, you know, like. Well, no, no, I know, but that's a deceit.
0: Right. Right. Like, it's no, a no, I, no I, so like, exactly. I think people make those kind of. Tricks. It's not true, but they they think it. Well, yeah, no, no, a part of them thinks it. Right. so like, like I don't, I don't think you can ultimately. You can do, we can do a really good job of keeping things from ourselves, right? right. Like so, like I think you can, for years, convince yourself, that, or you can be in this kind of dual state of both knowing and not knowing a flaw of yours, right? right? You can, like, it's denial, right? Like, like alcoholics and uh, people who have trouble, right? It's like you, like you know, right? You're not, an, you're not an idiot. You know exactly that you have this problem, right. but you're in, just in denial about it. Right, and it's like you're in this kind of dual state of know, both knowing and not knowing, because you're just doing in this little. You've got this weird web of like justifications and rationalizations for your behaviour. Like, oh, I just need to do this because it gets me this, or I need to do this because it makes me. It's easier for me to get out of bed and go to work and all the rest of it. Or it's easier for me to do this. And so you've got all this this web of like reasons why you have this failing. And then that's kind of your justification. But then there's the part of you that when you go to bed at night and you're laying there, you're like, wow, I'm a prick, (laughs) right? And like, oh, I'm so weak or like, you know, when you're you're in those moments on your own and there's no one else, it's just you, like, you know, you know when you're failing and you know that you failed even though you've got this web of justifications and you can try and escape
1: that. You failed in the sense that you know that you failed. To even try, right, yeah. To not try. Or you failed to okay. try. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Too many double negatives. I know. It tripped me up. <laughs> but yeah. That's, I mean, I, no, I, this, I've, I've enjoyed this. I mean, this I think, is... uh, I just, I think, yeah, I think to the point with desire is right. Like like we said, it, it compounds the, the both not, uh, you know, the fear of not, of trying and failing. And then also the miserability that's a word miserableness Miserable. of not trying or failing to try. Hmm. And then so what about this last part? Right above this. How to continue or how to live once you let go? What to do?
0: Well I feel like that's pretty easy because it's once maybe easy is the wrong word. But like once you've recognized that you have a problem and that you need to do something about it um yeah easy was the wrong word it's uh i guess it's like you're now when you're now in a state of constant vigilance right you're in this in the in that space of recognizing that you need to move in this direction and not that direction right but it's always easier to go in that direction exactly. so the temptation to relapse or Deferred to the default position of comfort is always going to be there, a nagging temptation. About well, just sit down, man. Don't worry about it. Just relax. You don't have to stress yourself. You don't right. have to go and exercise. You don't have to go and do these these hard things. It's just, it should be easy for you to just just not do them, right? Which was the voice that was there in the first place. So, um, yeah, I guess I, I guess it's just in this state of you know. And I've, 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 I have I have this. Quite frequently, I have a really hard time. I've had a really hard time over the last two or three years exercising, like uh, like I was, a, I wasn't a PT for very long, but I was I was sort of frequently exercising for about four or five years. Yeah. And then the, the last the last four or five has been stop start stop start stop start. Like I'll do three or six months of fairly active work, then you know, six months of not, and I'm always kind. So, and it's not like I don't know all of the reasons why I should, like, I'm aware of the reasons why I should be exercising, why I should be eating better, right? And I know, I know how to do it. I know the exactly. technicalities, right? I'm all, like, it's not that's like I've, key. it's not like I've lost all of these things, I'm—I'm, I'm, which may not be, it makes it worse, right? Exactly. Like, when you know how to do it and what to do. And I'm still watching myself not do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unpleasant.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But then, but that's, that's my point, right? You have to, like, it's that, I don't know. It's like you constantly trying to coax yourself off the couch, essentially.
1: It's like trying to try and get some momentum going or keep yourself... It's kind of like finding... I mean, but there's a balance to it, right? Because sure. you can't spend 24 hours for seven days a week exercising, thinking you have to do no, it no, well, I No, well, I know. So, right, like part of it, or like, you know, you, you are a student... You know, you very passionate about other subjects. You know, um, you got a lot going on, right? So, I do think there's a there's a the point where you have to like accept that there will be some. Because, correct me be if I'm wrong, but from what I've heard from what you've told me, is you used to be in phenomenal shape. Pretty pretty good shape. Pretty fucking good shape.
0: Yeah,
1: and pretty good neck. You. One of the things that's hard it's hard for you. I had some
0: deficiencies, bear in mind. Obviously.
1: Okay. Sorry. But one of the things that's hard for you is feeling like you want to get back to like anytime you go and work out, part of you feels like I used to be able to do this. I used to be in this scenario. I've,
0: not so much. Like No.
1: No, well no, you, you I used to. Okay. I, I used to feel that. But well then, that's good because part of it is you're accepting that there's maybe some deficiencies. Yeah, I just feel like it's. I won't get into it now, but like, there's a lot of complicated reasons. I think
0: why I'm struggling with this. But, um, but you know, like, I, I can Like, I. one of the reasons why I, sh- I shifted to things like I tried to take up things like jiu-jitsu and why I've started Muay Thai recently, um, because I was more concerned previously with like weightlifting, right? Um, which I wasn't amazing at in some areas um but yeah like i i kind of like i'm not that fast anymore that i can't lift huge amounts of weight that's good but but no but no at but at one but, point but, you were right yeah no i know I, I still am in part right like i like I, I it's i but what i've done is i've 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 let myself get to a position where i'm so far away from where i was even just kind of like a median level of fitness, right? Right. Um, the, it's it's like I'm starting from scratch in some senses. Mm. Um, like I went to the gym this morning and was using like eight, like six, eight, 10 kilogram dumbbells for like shoulders and stuff. Yeah. Which is uh, like, but again, comparing what I used to, to lift um, it's a massive massive difference but it's not unreasonable because I haven't been exercising for right. like I haven't done consistent it's like last summer my mom lives on a farm we had loads of logs I tried my hand at cabering right it's like
1: to- tossing logs okay yeah um, I, it's a, I never Scottish a
0: sport no it's just a Scottish thing hang on
1: look at how fancy we
0: are I know right I'm like Jamie from Joe Rogan this is <laughs> <laughs> am i spelling that right yes look at that <coughs> go away british airways also you vr headsets look at this guy so you could skip
1: get your hand down all right so this is cute right yeah, yeah yeah and you did it with logs that big
0: no no, no I, there was like probably like about that big okay And you you to try and, f- you to try and f- like get this end of the log, the other side. Uh. Yeah. Oh. Cabering. It's a very Scottish thing. It's incredibly Scottish. <laughs> so, hey, mate, can you throw that log? But I can throw that log further than you can. Here he goes. All right. Watch him try and pick it up. Oh,
1: they missed the pick up bit. Pick up bit's the hardest. Oh, he's go! Oh, no, he hasn't got it. Alright, here we go. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. And the. Yep. Yeah, see, you got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is too
0: Scottish for me. Oh, lucky. Alright, let's not get distracted by Yes. the awesome Scots. Um, back to the pumpkins. Back to the pumpkins. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy
1: Halloween, everyone. Um, I so yeah, I, I mean, I think we should wrap up. Wrap up. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's just kind of this like push pull, and and you know, you have to, you have to accept some, defi- you know, you're not gonna be the Rock Johnson, right? But maybe he has defi- more deficiencies in. In other parts, and so it's kind of like balancing where you want your deficiencies to be. Well, I mean, he just consistently works out, so it's kind of like... But, I mean, maybe, maybe in his cognitive capacities, he's not as, you know, strong as you. I doubt it, but... You don't know that. True, true, no, no. You know, if he wants to come podcast and debate you, you know, maybe we can find out. <laughs> um, But, no, I mean, I do, I do think... I, I mean, it comes back to the Aristotelian finding the mean hmm. right um in the sense that like you want to try to find points you know where you're not you're not deficient in fitness right you're not you're not deficiently
0: What? well no i, I guess i guess the point you want to try and find yourself in is aware of that which because look because that. Like there will be deficiencies, right? Right. Exactly there, like I said, it's not nice. like you're not going to arrive I, at a place where you're in an absence of deficiencies, right? But it's like the uh, being humble enough to recognize as and when you do, and which ones to pay attention to, right? And what to do to the in
1: regards to the ones that you're paying attention to, right? Yeah. And that you can improve seems, them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that seems like a reasonable. Thing. That seems like a reasonable way. I mean, we should, can. Should we call it there? I think we could call it there, and you know, we can nice. talk. I think. This is one part of fear, right? Yeah. Hang on. What?
0: We'll scrap up. Okay. Oh, right, so, yeah.
1: right. So, this is one part of fear. I would love to have more conversations about different kinds of fear, and particularly fear of death is something that interests me a lot. Um, I don't know if you'd be interested in having a conversation yeah, on that. Yeah. You, man. Um, but yeah. So this was good fun episode eleven to thirteen or ten to twelve. I don't know. And um, again. Spotify. We'll try to put it up on YouTube. Um, what? Pumpkins. Pumpkins. Happy Halloween and uh, yeah, have from a good us... one, everyone. Take care yourselves. Sign up.